Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast on The Story Tinker, which is called Mad Maid. And we are with Laura and Hoot today. Hello, hello. This is Laura, and um, we just. Oh, Foot, do you want to say hi? Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay, so Mad Maid. We open up with um, just a panel of the night sky, and um, it's just really dark outside, and it looks kind of dingy. And we know from the previous chapter that this is not the greatest of neighborhoods. Kieran actually calls it one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Arhalis. This is in Grey Chapel. Um, and then we see a panel of Lonely Travelers Inn, that really pretty floral logo. Those are puppies. Oh, are they? I was like, I don't know what kind of flowers are there. Cool. <laughs> Not at all on my mind because Midnight Bobby season two just came back. But <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I think like, you know, the, the choice of, um, you know, tech, the choice of name for the inn, like it's not something jolly and cheerful, like the enjoy your travels in or the like arrest your bones and get a pot of soup in it's like the lonely travelers in you know <laughs> yeah it really suits the neighborhood that it's in um and it like like you said it's um like the name you know when you're naming a business you want to think about the kind of clientele you want um so I can't imagine any posh folk wanting to come stay at the lonely travelers in <laughs> yeah um and then we have a panel of the employee only door i'm guessing in the back of the inn and a couple of workers this one dude saying you you can guess like it's not going to be employees only there (laughs) you feel like somebody's going to infiltrate which we know um from the previous chapter that lauren wants to do um i I see we see like a little shadow right right in the first entry panel which i literally did not notice until now (laughs) of the employee only the second one when you see the the employees there's like a shadow on the right oh you think that's lauren yeah it probably is the, mm-hmm. oh, oh i didn't notice that either yeah i'm sorry you'll hear the second one too i see the shadow of the two men on the employees only panel but then in the next panel you see these two men in front of right and then in that panel lauren's on the right and she's also in the next panel yeah but like on the first employees panel, there's two forms, so it makes sense it's the two men. Even though the light source is, even though if like they were casting the shadow, the light source should. Oh, we're talking about different shadows. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wait. So on the far one, we're at the two men. Like, where do we see them for the first time? There's there's Lauren a silhouette. The right. Yeah. Yeah, but on the employees panel, the employees only, there's also a shadow. So it's probably from the, the two guys walking towards yeah. the door. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sorry. I heavily misunderstood that. <laughs> we got it. We got it. So yes, lots of shadows all around. Nighttime, shadowy figures. Lauren's trying to be sneaky. Um, 
so the one guy says have you seen miss johnson today and the other guy says nope they said she was on sick leave so it's like kind of reinforcing the idea that this is like kind of a seedy part of town where the employees are like sick and they can't come to work that's my interpretation anyway um ah yeah she, she was coughing a lot yesterday we keep going keep, hope she gets better soon poor lady so they're walking into the inn as they're talking um click opens the door the second guy walks in the door starts to close, creak, and then thump, you see a gloved hand grab the door right before it closes. <laughs> and then the next panel is Lauren in all her glory as this mad maid. <laughs> she does look mad. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would be mad too if I had to wear that outfit. <laughs> um, and Kieran, if it was Kieran, the one who made her wear this outfit, I would be furious. You wear this outfit. I'll be like sitting subterfugely in the shadows. You could go pretend to be like leaner. <laughs> yeah. Like this entire in arc, except Kieran and Lauren have switched places. And Kieran's the one in the maid dress. <laughs> oh. Can someone draw fan art, by the way, of Kieran in a maid dress? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Probably fan art. at some point. There's probably been a couple. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's funny because Lauren said she wants to infiltrate, which um, connotes like being sneaky and quiet, but she slams the door. <laughs> she is not quiet or subtle at all. She like, comes in with such force that the door slams and her skirt flies up so you can see something on her leg. Um, when I first read this, I thought it was a gun. I thought it was like her police gun, but if you zoom in, we can see it's not a gun. Um, can't necessarily maybe tell what it is right now, but it's not a gun i think it's a camera it is but i don't think we learned that until the next episode oh um so there she is and she's like fully in the light also she's like really not trying to hide at all and then you can see that she's so mad in the next panel Ugh, why am i the, the one doing this while the other guy's ordering drinks and mingling at the bar so annoyed <laughs> got the little annoyed mark on her face um and then while she's thinking about the bar then we go down to the bar and there's a panel of a bottle of wine um and then the next panel is kieran um sipping something and just kind of sitting in the corner sitting in the shadows and this this panel was really um familiar to me so i was like where have i seen this before and i went back and i looked um it's the same like shot almost exactly as back in episode 14 when he was prepping the file against McTrevor. So I'm pretty sure he was in the same bar because it's like the same light. It's the same like paneling. It's the same angle he was sitting from. It's the same chairs. Um, it's like different lighting between this chapter and the other chapter, but um, I'm like 95% sure it's the same place. So at first I was like, Karen, why are you sitting in such an obvious spot? Like, we can see that you are almost like in exact line. Um, like if you were to line people up, <laughs> like they're in the same line. He's not trying to be sneaky at all because he's just like, I can see you head on. Uh, not the McTrevor, this is Fleming. I can see you head on Fleming. Um, but maybe he, for him, this is this is kind of camouflage because he comes there so frequently. Like he comes to this spot and he sits in that same spot so often so maybe it's not out of the ordinary for him to sit right there mm -hmm. and I actually I thought you were gonna say that this scene reminded you of episode one when he was spying on Lauren 
Oh, in the cafe? Yeah, it seems like it's something he likes to do when he's spying on people just to, like, you know, get something to drink and then sit down in a really obvious spot that (laughs) anyone can see him in. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he frequents this bar and people know who he is, like, even just, like, I don't know what they're called. Sniper? No, like, I don't know. Gutter snipes, that's it. In episode five, we see that like these really lowly guys know Kieran's identity, which, first of all, a horrible way to base your terrorist organization where, like, you know, one of your best assassins is widely known among gutter snipes. Like, he's how have he, how has Kieran not been like sold off to the police already in exchange for like, you know, less jail time or something like that? But, anyways. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people are aware that he is the Phantom Scythe here, and that's why they don't bother him. Yeah, because I think it was in a, a previous episode where he was talking about, like, Lauren, no, you're not going to, what is this bar called? Only Travelers? No, uh, that's the inn. This is the... Grim Goblin? Yeah, thank you, Grim Goblin. You're not going to the Grim Goblin because they can smell newcomers from a mile away, and they're going to, like, tear you apart. Um so like people know and can tell that he's uh you know rough I guess um I had another thought but I forgot what it was so I guess it wasn't important (laughs) so continuing on um we see Fleming is looking at his watch um and I think it says like nine o'clock so he's indicating he's waiting for somebody and then there is a wide shot of um Fleming and you can see Kieran in the background and you can also see like the bottle of wine that first introduced the 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 bar a couple panels up above um and I don't know a whole lot about like filmography or like camera angles and stuff but I've I've been noticing that um the creators like really make interesting angle choices um so if you scroll up again to where the bar was first introduced that's like from the angle of the floor looking up because the bottle of wine and the thing that it's sitting in is really not that big because when you look at this wide shot of the bar it's like it maybe comes up to like your waist I, I don't know what to say about that just like oh that's an interesting choice I'm not sure what that means I, I don't think know, just to establish the, the place go on food yeah probably just to establish the place and by putting it on the floor it makes us feel smaller which Ooh. is technically how we should feel as an audience because this if this is a phantom scythe uh, freak like bar and where a lot of phantom scythe members frequent a lot then like realistically we would feel small going in because we don't really know what to expect we'd be a little scared yeah totally that's a really good point thank you that really helps eliminate um the scene even though it's so dark <laughs> so then kieran says he's talking to himself looks like i was right he's waiting for someone and clack take it over fruit okay so i'm picking it up where we see this beautiful heel like this shoe like a foot in it you know what i mean this heel steps down with a clack and a woman what appears to be a woman starts walking into the bar 
and her shoes are making a clack sound because of the heel. And as we scroll down, we get we see her body, but we don't see her face. And then we see some locks of her hair and a man, some men staring at her who say, wow. And then we see her face and she is a goddess among mortals. <laughs> you know what comes to mind? So I've never seen the movie Pretty Woman, but I know the song. So it's like, pretty woman, don't walk on by. <laughs> like, that's like what these guys are all thinking. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. This this in- entrance actually gives me more Dangerous Woman by Rosenfield vibes, but that's a topic. Anyways, this beautiful woman who is vastly superior to any of the men in this room walks in. Wait, wait, wait. Kieran's in that room. <laughs> Mindy, yes. I meant every single word said. that I said. Mindy, <laughs> I said what I said. She is a goddess among mortals here those mortals she, being men and she wants everyone to know it she comes in and really makes an impression like she wants people to notice her clack clack with her heels her her pink pink hair her like really sparkly jewelry she is making an impression mm-hmm. i make Just up from, and those nice rosy yeah. lips and her outfit is also quite beautiful you know it's like a corset um and like well-tailored pants and suit and like yeah she is definitely someone who dresses to impress Mm-hmm. And her attitude She's, walking in I'm pretty sure is quite cocky as well <laughs> yeah so she has a red bodice corset which is a statement piece all on its own and then the very slim pants well kind of slim and then the coat which are which is billowing as she walks and then the pink hair which is also flowing as she walks and the earrings with as well as like the uh, what's it called like the Choker, choker? yeah choker along with the choker the lipstick the eyes and the way that her hair is flowing up and framing her face she looks magnificent and it's very extravagant even for what it seems to be a more casual setting like they the way that they put it in is also like visually amazing like the foot and it's like backlit against just tons of light right and you see like that the ribbon sneaking off her leg and, you know, then you see her body and then you see the reaction, the hair, and then you see her, you know, so it's like building it up slowly in anticipation. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we see her face, it cuts to Kieran and he says, Belladonna Davenport. Well, this is about to get interesting. And then Finally, we cut it. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut again to this um, nice lady who looks kind of like lila but brunette and she is just doing some work at a front desk so she's probably like the in secretary and then we see a shadow on her from her behind soul sister <laughs> yeah and then a quack and suddenly she's not there and then lauren pops up and she pulls out the lonely travelers in and i think this is like the i don't know what they would call it like a manager book or where they like basically list where everyone um when everyone checked in and when everyone checked out and which rooms they're staying and, and so, i went sorry just in, real quick i went back and forth through these couple panels a couple times because i was like where did lauren come from <laughs> like there's not really any room for her to sneak around the desk or i mean maybe is that a door behind the secretary i i was so confused how lauren got to sneak behind her to, to knock her out 
I, th mm -hmm. I think it looks like it's maybe open on the on the right side of the secretary. I don't see a uh, the desk closing there, so I don't know. Maybe my head cannon. My head cannon is that she crawled, um, like you know, on the roof upside down. <laughs> because I mean, she is jumping three four three floors up. Like we saw her, she literally jumped um up a three four building three floor building in episode like what 25 so you know if she has that spider-man ability why not this spider-man ability as well i love it <laughs> so lauren starts flipping through the pages of the books and she brings her finger down to ryan fleming's and he's staying in room 336, and he checked in on December 20th at 19 hours and 30 minutes, which for everyone who doesn't use military time and basically Americans is 7.30? Yeah, 5.30. Wait, it's me. I'm the American. It's 7.30. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That was brutally ironic in the best way possible. Anyway, <laughs> she sees it. It's room um, 336. And she's like, perfect. And then we cut back to the bar. And Bella is ordering herself a drink at the bar. And she is talking to the other man who is seated like up there at the bar. And she says, Flemings, haven't seen you in a while. Hope you've had a wonderful time overseas. And he says... You should know, Davenport, things were actually going pretty well before I left. And now I hear the operation is being wrecked by rats. And she says, you're better informed than I thought. We don't know who they are yet, but they call themselves Loon. And Fleming says... We can, I mean, now that, now that I'm reading this with, with best respect, I'm wondering, like, you know, how much of this is true? Like, is it true or does, does Beldana actually know a little bit more about Loon or maybe not yet at this point? Or is she like, because she, she seems to be the kind of person like we'll learn later who keeps things to herself and like, you know, <laughs> doesn't let everyone know what's going on in her brain. So now, now that I'm like, we're looking at it again, I'm wondering, hmm, does she, this true? Well, she's known by Kieran. So he is like at least aware of her and because of the way that he acknowledged her when she came in it does seem like they have a history together and since karen is the purple hyacinth it is um safe to assume that lauren uh, not lauren that bella also has a pretty high position at least in the phantom scythe hierarchy or that she does play an important role in the phantom scythe so she might have um, access to intel that flemings does not but hopefully no one knows who Loon is. They're trying to keep <laughs> everyone in the dark about who Loon is. Um, but we see in this panel that the camera angle has changed again. And we see um, Flemings and Bella like way far away. But we see the like profile of Kieran right there when they're talking about Loon. <laughs> like the creators suddenly, do, do, do. We see you, Loon. We see you, Kieran. You're there. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, at this point, because uh, there have been... Wait, have they? I think they've gone through all four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we've had all four Loon convicts right now. So, yeah, I, th I was thinking like only 
Anso and McTrevor, but no, we Harvey has died at this point, and Kieran and Lauren almost died at this point. So yeah, there have been four. So I I wouldn't be surprised if like people did have their own speculations on who Loon is, and it is not really it's not really controversial to say that there is someone in the fandom's life who is Loon. Like I think that is again another safe assumption because of how much Loon has on the phantom scythe and in particular someone who's kind of high ranking because like you know it takes a lot to get access to this information like even the police have a hard time getting access to this information like the um, police is spies so the phantom scythe if they're smart and they're looking for a mole they should be looking for someone high ranking and someone who has free time and is able to do a lot of digging or has access to a lot of information so I wouldn't be surprised if Bella suspected it was Kieran because it is implied that these two have a history and so um, they probably know each other and which is important because I don't think we've really met anyone who it has been specifically implied that Kieran had a history with. So this makes Belladonna a very important character when it comes to Kieran's backstory and it makes a relationship something that's going to be very, very interesting, especially if she suspects that he's Loon. Yeah, that's a good point. And before we continue on in the um, the episode, um, I I really love um, the way the the panels are lit. It really re- reminds me of like a stage play. Like going back up a couple, um, Fleming's, Belladonna, and Kieran, they're all, they all have like their own little light above them. <laughs> and we can see that there are other people in, in the room, but they're in the dark because they're not important. And like anytime one of them speaks, they are, um, uh, what's the word? They're put into focus while the other one is like out of focus. It, um, and like the light is a little bit more stronger on the person who's talking. Like it, I almost feel like I'm in a play <laughs> when I'm reading this. It's so fun. I have like a totally irrelevant detail. I love um what's his name's uh, eye color. <laughs> it's like this gorgeous light blue, and I'm like a sucker for light blue eyes or any blue eyes. Like wow, this is really pretty. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I'm swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like this gorgeous blue. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. I swear, if anyone here is a Fleming simp, no, I don't simp for Flemings, but I do simp for his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> well then it's basically as bad mindy <laughs> so fleming said so it's true on trevor and blakesley were all arrested and bella says cold in two just a few days ago all in the span of two months which sets which again we see december 20th earlier for when fleming checked in so it kind of gives us another idea of how much time has passed oh which yeah, I hadn't even noticed that. Good eye. Yeah. All in the span of two months is honestly closer. If we started off on November 17th, it's closer to one month, which is, I don't know, this is your first idea that the um, pH timeline is a little bit weird, especially okay. since I feel like, okay, minor spoilers, but in season two right now, when we're filming this, we just had the New Year's party. Which should have been 10 days after this. 
but that would be physically and logically impossible <laughs> to have this like you know 10 11 days after this scene here because it's even already it's implied that like Fleming's checked in before this if Bella is saying it's like in the span of two months because maybe there's been a little bit more time because really it's only been like if this is December 20th it's only been like one month and three days and that's yeah. that's one month I'm sorry it's not two months well maybe Bella's sense of time is a little off she's like mm, it hasn't been that long but no more than two months someone else mentioned I mean I think another character also mentioned it's two months but one of my favorite videos is a video Webtoon Hattie made and it's like a 20 minute video. She goes through the whole timeline up to the point where she made the video. And it's hilarious because like, there's just so many ways that the timeline is not possible. <laughs> and so Fizim like shared it and she's like, yeah, you're right. Like we, we messed it up all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This it must has be been hard. <laughs> On Discord, the timeline has kind of been a joke like among the theory community since like November. We kind of, gave up at one point but it was around then that we had like this discussion it lasted one or two hours and it was basically just screaming over the timeline because none of us could figure it out and I remember like the last few episodes that we got to were like in the 60s like late 60s so which lines up with November time but yeah we were like (laughs) we couldn't figure anything out and oh it was pure chaos and yeah since then I have almost stopped trying to figure out the timeline except when moments like these come up and I can be like the timeline was wrong (laughs) (laughs) nothing makes sense reality is a hologram (laughs) anyways (laughs) so I just want to point out that in this panel you know Belladonna like you can already get a sense of her personality because you know she's talking about like serious business but she's just examining her nails it cools a cucumber I'm like, yeah, you know, you can kind of be not surprised that she and Kieran were, um, have some acquaintance with each other because Kieran is like cocky and overconfident and dramatic. And she walks in all cocky and confident and dramatic. And Kieran is like charming and, you know, makes light of things. And she's doing that right now. And it's, yeah, there's a, you can see the, why they would know each other. <laughs> It's the queen energy for me. (laughs) She is a walking icon. Anyways, Fleming says, damn it. And the whole time I was busting my ass handling transactions and shipments in foreign countries while these idiots were wrecking everything at home. Four of us caught so easily. That's unheard of. And they all believed it was the leader's plan and not the apostle taking the reins himself. important there can i just like say like what is wrong with him he's in a public bar he's basically screaming this i'm like you are so dumb like you ever heard of discretion like you're just telling everyone the plan yeah and they it seems like they were trying to be discreet at the beginning because they're not sitting super close to each other and they're not making eye contact really that that often so they're not like trying to call attention to the fact that they're having a conversation but then he like slams the counter he starts yelling (laughs) oh god oh yeah and like they're loud enough that kieran can hear them and this is why i still believe that even though belladonna is participating in this conversation she's not the one who's yelling right now like Fleming's is and getting mad he, she's not the one drawing attention like 
to herself because of her behavior mainly just because of how she looks and holds herself but otherwise like they're not really getting um really bothered by anyone but it's Flemings who has no brain cells here Bella is the only capable person right now and I guess Karen's doing some spy work but Karen also has no brain cells most of the time oh, undisguised mainly all the time but you know sometimes it shines through and I'm like wow you can't think but anyways Flemings holds a special place in my heart for how much I hate him oh. because he could be he could he could literally do things so much better if he had like two extra brain cells but he can't and he's just incompetent and I hope I hope someday someone takes some golden viper venom to his throat and kills him wow you want him to go so painfully yes that is what he deserves and i don't say people deserve death except when it's flemings okay wait i can think of a few other people you said it to but oh yeah but they haven't been introduced yet okay Hmm. so yeah he his surprise because he didn't know that it was the apostle who was gathering all this um and they were that they were working that they were unknowingly working for Mm-hmm. so that's very important because we thought they were like t- they were going up this hierarchy to find the leader but no or well they were going to go to the apostle right to get, then get the leader but this whole operation isn't the leaders doing it's actually the apostles which is very very important because i feel like some people forget that especially because it gets a little murky but the bombs are being hijacked by the apostle so kieran says the apostle and he whispers it to himself and bella says as you can guess the apostle is furious hence why we're having a little meet at the carmine camellia in a couple of days we'll receive new directives then and this gives kieran pause you can see he's holding his cup and there's like little marks around like around his cup as if he stopped motion he's like oh that's good to know. Bella still is speaking loud, even if she's not yelling. She is still speaking loud enough for Kira to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would be terrible. Like, at this but then she also is closer to him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. anyways, so, <laughs> yeah. no, so that's where we're supposed to switch. Yeah. So now we're now we're switching to Lauren. So now we go to Lauren. Lauren is looking snazzy in her outfit and with her little glasses, pince-nez glasses on her nose. <laughs> and which, by the way, people in our hollis apparently don't have glasses, like sticks, whatever they're called. They just, they're they uh, miraculously balanced on their nose. Legs or whatever. Yeah. 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 She stole a pair from Tristan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, she's at the end. The end, by the way, has like this um, insignia on the door of like um it looks like a crown to me in the back anywho so she's going and she's going down the hallway and guess who she sees my my who miraculously shows up in all the oddest places it's the butler and lady a and this time she has a it's actually cute sorry (laughs) it's a cute dress it's like pink and purple and it's like tropical themed and on her head she has a whole assortment of giant fruit she has like a banana and a watermelon and cherries and it's it's actually pretty fantastic (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah that reminds me you know who else i want to see get capri sun yes which is fandom term for like you know 
golden viper venomed her i would love to see lady a get caffrey sunned that would literally make my day make my year make my entire lifetime so f and soap if you're hearing this please just you know just slit her throat it's not even that it's not even that hard to do like you know you can just pop in there and then pop out and she's gone and i'm happy she could be crushed by the weight of all her extravagant hairdos. I think if you put all like her hairdos in one room, like she probably has them all like laid out, like they could just fall down on her and then she would probably die. Mindy, I genuinely thought you were going to say that she would be crushed by the weight her, of her sins because honestly, that is greater than the weight of her hair <laughs> in any scenario. And it, it is very suspicious that they're here because we... In the previous um, episode, Kira described this neighborhood as one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Art Hollis, and she presents herself as someone who is like um, well-to-do and high and mighty, whatever. But so, like, why are they both in the Lonely Travelers Inn? It does seem weird. The inn, by the way, looks pretty nice. You know, um, like the the hallway itself looks nice, and like we see the the room service cart that she has in the second. It does look pretty nice. So, I don't know why there's such a nice place in that neighborhood but okay <laughs> so lauren's like ducks back and the hallway she's like what the hell which is like totally a justifiable reaction and pay attention because these people show up in they show up a lot and i think it's suspicious so anywho i'm positive that they will feature in the plot i don't know maybe we're all fooled in his comic comedic relief but i don't think so so um she's sees this cart with you know like a linen cart and she's like okay great idea and she goes she pushes it and she like kind of hides herself behind it as she goes down the hallway it's like squeaking and she you know manages to get by the butler and lady a hiding behind the cart and she's like whew you know she um has passed them and then she like proceeds down the hallway and she's like where is the goddamn room she can't find it and she's like a few moments later and it's like a spongebob square pants theme apparently um and she's still looking and she's like he passes by this um giant statue with the bar of the towel there like strategically placed because the statue is naked and it's, it's obviously it's michelangelo's david um but it says david thornberry and the head has been replaced by the head of the butler and he's like i don't know eating grapes or something <laughs> so it's funny and then she passes by the peppa lisa which instead of being the mona lisa it's peppa pig lisa <laughs> it's cute and she passes Modern by David. But yes. <laughs> and she's like, didn't I walk past this already? She's like so frustrated. She can't find the room. And she's like, ah. And then, again, she's trying to be sneaky. She's trying to be <laughs> someone in- infiltrating the hall. She's making so much noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we go back to the bar and we see again Belladonna, Kieran, Flemings, and um belladonna i think pushes yeah she pushes a bunch of uh, a folder a manila folder to him it says report papers are in there kind of messy and he slams his hand on it he receives it bella tells him you should really take good care of these documents otherwise smirk you know what will happen to you don't you okay threatening him and she's like of course what do you take me for assassin so now we learn she's an assassin i'm not half as incompetent as the other good for nothings he's pretty arrogant by the way like his you know his tone of voice and his his judgment is pretty harsh but also he was like yelling earlier just a couple of minutes ago so um you're not as competent as you think you are sir <laughs> yeah and you know bella says as much she's like we'll see about that flemings while she's sipping her martini 
and he, you know, Fleming tucks the report into his pocket. He gets up and he leaves. And now we go back to Lauren, who has finally found room 336. She's super excited and she's singing. Whoa, I guess that's her. I guess she's like a redemption. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. Um, like, oh, like the angel oh, yeah. singing. <laughs> she found the door finally. <laughs> this is going to be the best redemption arc in the entire series. Yeah. It's only episode 33. There's like light shining on her. You know, she sounds grace. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she takes off a hairpin and she picks the door. So it's great. Thank you, Lauren. It's nice to know you have this skill. And again, we go back to the bar where Kieran is still sitting there in the shadows and Bella is there. And Bella smiles at her empty cup. Kieran gets up to leave, but of course, Bella tells him, you know, it's not very polite to eavesdrop. <laughs> and Kieran's like, his eyes go wide open. He's like, oh, shizzle. Yeah, Kieran, you also were not very sly. Say hello, this is Shim Shum. <laughs> and Bella smirks at him. She's like, Mr. PH. So yeah, so she knows who he is. And then she says, or rather, Kieran. And the last, the shot, last shot that we have is of Kieran looking stunning, in my opinion, as usual, um, looking very boyish. And this it's just a beautiful shot. And like, yeah, so now we know, okay, Belladonna knows that he's the perfect anthem, the PH, and she knows his name. So intriguing. How does she know him? What is she going to tell him? <laughs> and this last shot of Kieran, I think, is he, he looks a little vulnerable um, because he's tried to keep himself in the shadows this whole time. And when she calls out to him, Mr. PH, he's still in the shadows or rather Kieran. And then like he's exposed, you know, he's in the light. Mm-hmm. And you can also see um, as he turns around, his jacket opens a little bit. You can see his knife Where? as well. Oh, yeah. oh yes yeah i didn't notice that i thought it was his katana because that that hilt is pretty long so yeah i wonder how he keeps it disguised like i don't keep an eye out for it as much as i should probably but yeah it's um must be pretty hard to drag a sword around i'm pretty sure f said something about it last night if i can find it actually um i don't know it was something about like karen's blade being like really obvious Okay, so, oh, found it. Okay, F said, no, his sword has has reason to be there in general most of the times. Okay, shh, because it was like, I think someone was saying how it's kind of irrelevant, <laughs> like, in this scenario. It's like, he's doing the spy work, not, like, he's the one who's, like, chilling in the bar. It's more Lauren who needs the weapons if she gets herself in a tight situation, not him. Probably just always carries it, I imagine. Like you know how kids carry around stuffed animals, except Kieran carries around a deadly weapon. Okay, so what are your final overall thoughts on this episode? Well, before we wrap up, there's a little tidbit at the end underneath the oh, "Let's make yes. it spicy." <laughs> um, where- oh, I didn't even read it. <laughs> okay, yeah. You want to yeah, read it? sure. The storyboard storyboard version of this panel where. Uh, Belladonna's first making her entrance and her hair is flying in the wind or where she goes past and she has the the uh, random guys looking at her and uh, it's her kneecap makes me feel all sorts of ways how can someone have such beautiful proximal phalanges <laughs> she's the cause of global warming <laughs> this is a random dude you ain't no assassin you're a thief the thief of my heart 
Davenport? What do you mean? Davenport. <laughs> okay. This character isn't introduced till later, but I just realized while reading this, Mindy and Laura, you guys should know. And I know he's like farther upon. Just the way that it introduces with the foot, and then we see like the body, but not the head first, and yep. then we see the yep. like face. <laughs> yep, it's their entrances. Yeah, they they were meant to be. <laughs> their entrances are very similar. Yeah, they're soul soulmates. That's saying. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I have to wrap up. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I don't really have any any other thoughts on the episode. I just really appreciate that when things are super dark and heavy, sometimes you know the the authors find way to the creators find ways to create uh, some levity and bring some humor into the episode, even if it's just a little <laughs> bit at the end. Yeah, overall. <laughs> it was a shorter chapter and there wasn't like I, I would say like there wasn't as much like you know physical action but we did learn some very important things especially about the operation and we got introduced to my second favorite character so yeah I mean it's I'm excited to see what's next you know and it's funny and you know we have some some plot moving along we learned a very important fact in this in this episode <laughs> and um yeah we're gonna see what comes next oh actually i have to say because i'm looking at the comments right now and the second top comment is ex-girlfriend alert i'm just gonna say in my personal opinion i have never seen bella as an as a love interest for kieran never okay but even if she gets hate for it where people are like oh my god no bella she's gonna steal kieran from lauren or something if i see hate like that I'm sorry if I'm going to drop kick you into the sun <laughs> because again um, I will not tolerate people hating on a character just because they think that they're going to get in the way of a ship that is not a good reason to hate someone okay so no Belladonna hate for you know even if she had a relationship with Kieran but yeah yeah I thought also in, in the beginning I'm not sure I think, I don't think so anymore because I don't get those vibes after many, many episodes with them. But I definitely thought in the beginning that it was a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know, who knows? Well, still be wrong. <laughs> also, um, I really hope just in general that people don't make Belladonna's like main importance, like how she relates to Kieran. So like, because she is more than that, like just besides her relationship to Kieran, although it isn't important, she is not defined by her relationship with him. Um, so like, I hope people don't belittle her to just important to Kieran's arc because she is way more important than that and she doesn't deserve that. further along in the story so we definitely know that's true so excited to see what happens there sorry lauren i think we cut you off uh you were saying something before i just called you lauren by the way instead of laura sorry <laughs> yeah lauren lauren's close enough uh nope i think that was pretty much it okay 
well, thank you all so much. And I will see you all again for another episode later. <laughs> thank you. Nice chatting with you ladies. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for having us. Good night. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lipris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth Maria Molly, Veronica Emily Emily, Joe Rochelle Dahlia Saucy Tuggles, Meg Ann Rose Priya, Alex Misty Laura, Joanne Patty Jen, Imelda and Shannon. Your support is really, really appreciated.